The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Let me welcome to studio Dil Vikramasinghe. Dil is the founder of Insight Matters. She is a psychotherapist. Dil, it is great to see you and thanks a million for, for coming. And the reason you're here is because of a, a big change you announced on social media. Um, you talked about being in a polyamorous relationship. Tell me about it. I did. And, you know, half of me kind of thought, I'm going to put this post out and I would be a bit surprised if the phone is going to ring very quickly. So I think uh, people may know that I've been in a relationship with Amory for the last 13 years. We've kind of lived our life very much in the public eye in relation to um, in the run-up to the marriage referendum, you know, I was pregnant and Amory was pregnant, you know, very open about our home birth, very open about our breastfeeding. Um, and and this is yet another, um, I suppose, uh, transition of our life that we felt would be really important to share, which is we have in the last six months transitioned our relationship from a, a monogamous relationship to an ethical, non-monogamous, polyamorous relationship. Okay. So that's a mouthful, uh, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. And, and I'm going to have to apologize in advance for all my naive and, and ignorant questions that I'm about to ask you, Dil, but they're all meant in, in, with the best of intentions. Of course, so, of course. Um, uh, polyamory, uh, before we talk about yourself and Amory's kind of journey to this point, um, what, what is polyamory? Because there's people who listen and they think, is this just kind of cheating, but within the rules? Or is this kind of polygamy? Is this. <laughs> They'll have multiple wives now. What's happening? <laughs> okay. So polyamory is very simply having multiple romantic relationships and it's all consensual. So everyone involved is consensual. So it's actually the opposite of you You use the word cheating. Mm. So the, 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 because that will be non-consensual. And that, as I think many people listening, including myself, that would cause utter devastation. You know, And for me, polyamory is very much about adding and, and inviting love and connection into my life and not replacing. Because Amri and I are you know, together 13 years. We co-founded Inside Matters together. We have two amazing children. And But after 13 years, and again, I, I think people listening to this might, might relate, after 13 years, there's certain uh, energy changes you know and and it's not that, that the love is not there the love is very much there and we very much want to be together for the rest of our lives and and but as a psychotherapist i've been working with the polyamorous community in ireland and i was thinking well this is something that would make sense and both amri and myself came to this decision mutually and it's very much again for both of us um to invite more love and connection into our life and so how does that journey that process start uh, and I don't I don't mean kind of from this point on I mean let's go back to the, the beginning of the process who brings it up first well six months ago uh, so I need to go a little bit more back okay uh, so uh, a year ago I suffered two huge losses my mother died and then my sister died by suicide within 40 days of each other oh, so that so 2022 was pretty horrendous for me so I kind of lost these two major connections uh, in my life and then in September last year, Amri and I, just in conversation, just we started talking about, first of all, the fact that there is, we, we see in, in our psychotherapy practice that there is a huge increase in, in this area. More and more people are, are realizing, actually, ethical non-monogamy might be something for me, you know. So, so, the, so the topic came up and, and we thought, well, why don't we try it, you know. And, but before we did anything, um, we made sure that this is a, a transition that would take time and a lot of emotional 
uh, and psychological work. So we, we are both in, in personal psych- in therapy ourselves. We engage a psychosexual therapist to help us by setting the boundaries, kind of understanding how we attach to each other, you know, attachment styles. Uh, and then once we got to and read all the books and listened to all the podcasts, because it's one thing about working with other clients, but it's completely different when you're actually kind of doing this for yourself. So you kind of had to really research the topic and get to a point where we felt solid. And then what we did was we went on an app because we are, we are moms with two young children. <laughs> we don't have time to hang out in bars. And also, you don't know who you're going to meet in the bars. So uh, um, so we went on an app and incredibly, very quickly, we met another woman and we both fell madly in love with her. And so she's, she's divorced and she also has two young kids uh, around the same age as ours. And the kids get on great. Um, the, the connection was so strong from the onset that within two months we decided to tell our children um, because we, we are, you know, we are very honest with our kids and we also, I, I, we practice sex positive parenting. In other words, we, we don't shame it. We, we all know that this is part of life. Obviously we do it in an age appropriate way. So yeah. we, we told them and my son said, okay, that sounds weird, but good. And then her son said, um, her, her, her child said, that's that's really good. That's really cool, actually. Um, <laughs> so we're down with the kids, right? We're yeah. down with the kids. And then we told our, f- our family, our friends. And then this week I thought, you know what? All the important people in our lives have been informed of this transition because it, it can be, I can imagine, if, you ha- if you've had a paradigm shift, yeah. But the people in our in our world and the people that we care about haven't had that. So we needed to be considerate of them. And so we, we put out the poster. So when you say you and Amri both fell in love, so is this, this is kind of more, a, this is like a triangle. Yeah, a little, a truple. A trouble. So a trouble. Oh, well, very, yeah. very on vogue. Yeah, yeah I know. Moment. I know, <laughs> I, know yes. I know. But for now, for now, and, and the thing is with, with Amri and myself and indeed our, our girlfriend, we are very aware that... Um, the shape of us has changed and the shape might change again. But the most important thing is all, uh, Amri and myself and our girlfriend have, you know, we've made a, a, a set an intention, an intention which is to make sure that we care for our own needs and our own happiness and also to hold with great care each other's uh, needs and happiness. So when you have that kind of respect, and and you know, I have to also say that we are also in our forties. I'm I'm turning fifty uh, at the end of this year. There is a certain maturity that comes with this that you don't really want to mess around because we've mm. got young kids. We don't want chaos in our life. I think a lot of people think polyamory would bring chaos, but actually it doesn't because we're talking about our needs. We're ta- we are we are able to express them, and and then. We all live in a in a very calm, um, serene way. So, can I ask: Is is there? Do you see it as kind of one relationship with three people in it, or do you have two different relationships? Hmm. That's that's a very good question. I see it as so. There's a collective relationship, hmm. which is like a group dynamic, you know, which you could see a- anywhere, you know. Um, so there's a there's a group relationship, and then there's three individual relationships within. You know, uh, obviously the one between me and Amri has 13 years and is very well established. I can bear, I can pretty much know what she's what she's thinking at this stage. Uh, and then we are now developing and deepening our relationship with with our girlfriend. So I mean, and she in turn is d- doing the same with us. So I mean, these are kind of maybe silly questions, but I just to try and make sense of it myself and for someone listening at home. If if you want to go for dinner, is it the all three of you go together, or do you just go with your 
girlfriend to try and cultivate that relationship? Does it depend on the day? Exactly, exactly. And remember, we've got young kids. So, mm. you know, uh, so, the, so basically you're never going for dinner anyway. Is what yeah, you're exactly. <laughs> what dinner? What yeah. nightlife? There's yeah. no such thing, you know. Um, no, but yeah, of course, we go out uh, together as as um, as a triple and sometimes we go out just two, you know, because I think it's really important. It's like when you have kids, right? When you have two or three or four kids, you need to make sure that you cultivate your relationship with each one of them. Mm. Of course, there's going to be family days where everyone goes out and has a great time, but it's also important for you to nurture your individual relationship with with, with each child. So this is exactly the same. And you know the way we're never meant to admit it, but we all do have a favourite child. <laughs> uh, I mean, how do you... <laughs> but... <laughs> The the one that you're going to send to college, Karen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. For my children are listening, I'm joking, of course. Absolutely. (laughs) Mine too. Yes. Um, No one's going to college. (laughs) (laughs) How, how though, because I guess this is the stuff you probably had to deal with in therapy, in the lead up to this and speaking to that psychosexual counsellor you mentioned Mm -hmm. as well. Um, How do you prevent jealousy kind of rearing its head? That Mm -hmm. Anne-Marie says, you know, Dylan... This uh, kind of uh, new person in our relationship, they're getting on really well. They're yeah. actually getting on a lot better than myself and Dill are, or that myself and whoever she happens to be is. You know, you could see how it, the, the green eyed monster kind of rears its head. It's, it's a natural emotion. Yeah. But it's really interesting because for once you do that work, that emotional work, like jealousy only really comes up when your needs are not being met and you, and you feel somewhat your needs are not being considered, right? But what we what people in the polyamorous community would, would talk about is often compersion, which is the opposite of jealousy. It's like being able to feel happy and and, and feel joyous that your partner is actually uh, fe- uh, feeling content and fulfilled. So so usually when jealousy comes in, it's because either you're comparing, like you just did that, you, by comparing your relationship, how, how could I possibly compare my relationship with Amri mm. to my relationship with my, my girlfriend? It's, it wouldn't be fair. And it's, it's obviously going to have... Um, like differences, so the best thing is not compare, but to really take it as you as you find it, uh, because each relationship has its own beauty that can be if you if you just see it on its own, it can be just so gratifying. And how have people reacted to the news? Overwhelmingly positive, and and I have to be honest with you because. I think there was a part of me uh, for many years as a as a as a migrant lesbian. I always felt like being in a monogamous relationship kind of made me feel safe, you know, because yeah. it, it like the, in society, unfortunately, this is it's completely wrong. But in society, there is a hierarchy. Like if you are in a in a relationship and if you're married, you're kind of viewed as a, as if as if you have higher status than say someone who 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 is single. It's kind of know? validation as well, yeah. though, for your your. I was going to say your your lifestyle, but I don't mean that in terms of, of your lifestyle choices, Dill. But you know what I mean. I guess in given uh, as you said, like because you're a lesbian, I mean having an open monogamous relationship, very stable relationship with kids, mm. was something that was would have been impossible relatively recently. Mm. Mm. So you know the fact that you could, I guess, is is a form of validation. Yeah, it is uh, exactly because I think I felt a sen- I could feel a sense of safety, especially with the kids. I felt a sense of belonging with the other mom, mums and dads at the school gate, you know, because they're also in a monogamous relationship yeah. and so am I, you know. So we're all part of the uh, pr- uh, the elite club. But then I realised, hang on a second, 
why why is this club there e- e- there because there's people who are single who are happily single why are we making them feel bad for for their choice to be single and the same thing why are we making people uh, who decide to be in an ethical um, non-monogamous relationship feel feel bad because representation is not there so just like with any minority group just because there's less people in that group it doesn't make them less If their 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 needs and their rights matter. Mm. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to speak out because I wanted to raise awareness, increase visibility, uh, and also show that if people are thinking about uh, maybe embracing a polyamorous uh, uh, life or transition their monogamous relationship into a, a an ethical non-monogamous or consensual non-monogamous uh, relationship, to do so with great care mm. because you want to be you know measured, controlled mindful don't just go okay we'll do this and then straight on nap because that will bring utter chaos into your life so so it's it's being you know raise awareness and and let people know that there is other ways because what usually happens Kiran when people are married for a number of years and you know you just get caught up in the day to day and you're great at with the kids you're great at home you're you're great at paying the bills but then things maybe start slowing down in the bedroom what usually happens someone's head turns and then utter devastation now yeah. i come from that experience because my parents had that experience my father was in a 12 out of a 23 year marriage he was with his um uh his now wife uh, 13 years and i remember i felt so betrayed as his child that he would do this for me whereas here there's another way where you can actually still hold on to this person that you have um, built a life with and have a deep connection with and and, and create children with but also bring in new energy and the rea- you mentioned the school gates uh, has anyone brought it up at the school gates uh, a few people have yeah. and they're like you know they, a lot of people were surprised because i think um people have know how connected Amory and I are and how just how much in love we are and and I suppose they didn't kind of expect this but then now then when when they heard about it they always knew Amory always says this you know when we met we threw out the rule book I propo- I I to- told her I loved her after a month I proposed to her after uh 6 months and we moved in and then we had kids very quickly you know so we threw out the rule book we went by our own pace not what society was telling us to do and and here's an, just another example of throwing out the rule book Well listen Adil we wish the entire triangle the best of luck. <laughs> Thank you Karen. Adil Vikramasinghe a psychotherapist and the founder of Insight uh, Matters as well. Adil listen it has been like I say an absolute uh, pleasure and lots lots of support coming in it has to be said on the uh, text line 0871400106 fair play to Adil it wouldn't be for me but whatever works relationships are hard and if this is the way you make things work well then go for it. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.